Hey, Mad Lab Nation, how you doing? Greg Mack, Rainmaker Podcast. Uh, hope you had a great weekend. It's Monday, got to get the week going. Maybe your week's already going to start on Saturday or Sunday. Um, I know I had a long week, uh, instructor meetings, teaching all weekend, back in the office Monday to keep on going. So uh, we got to go, right? We got goals and objectives. And I wanted to talk a little bit about the Rainmaker 301 program and the process that uh, we've put in place here at Mad Lab to uh, help your group of owners, coaches, and utility coaches become a team. And, and you've heard on previous podcasts me reference this particular program. And I want to talk a little bit about leadership uh, this podcast. You know, it's an important subject. I've heard often industries of a variety of, of types have said that there's a significant lack of leadership in their industries and and why is this so important i know there are colleges and postgraduate programs that do nothing but focus on training people to become leaders and assume the mantle of leadership and i don't think any of us are really immune to leading in some way in our lives uh, whether it be at work or leading a group x class or leading a individual personal training session or leading your family um, leadership's an important thing. And, and in the context of Rainmaker 301, we're talking about leadership in terms of your, your gym, your, your fitness center. And there's a quote here uh, in the Rainmaker 301 program I wanted to share with you from Warren Bennis. And he says that leadership is the capacity to translate vision into reality. And so leadership starts in the mind, doesn't it? It starts with imagination. It starts with a picture of the future, of what you'd like to see happen or some change you'd like to uh, see occur in whatever sphere of influence you find yourself in. And so this idea of being a visionary is important in terms of, of leadership. Um, but that conversion of, of vision into reality is is just the grinding daily work part of leadership where it's not so romantic and fun uh, because, you know, teams uh, with sound leadership need structure and often uh, groups uh, that are not built with strong leadership and strong vision uh, don't have structure and folks start to just kind of move around rather unproductively and some, if not most, everybody in the group uh, starts to feel like they're wasting their time. And so uh, managing structure becomes an important thing for leaderships to help um, happen. And, and it, we're not talking about militaristic type structure where there's super rigidity, but we're talking about a rough structure with some constraints, but still allow um, the individuals uh, within the team um, to do what they got to do based on their strengths and and their role responsibilities. And so it's this power to mobilize others, to not just set constraints um, and maintain the boundaries because without them, you'll get off track and start rowing your boat in directions you don't need to go. And, and we've talked previously, and we'll talk more, a little bit about the task statement for the team. It's probably the most important thing uh, when you choose and to, to do the Rainmaker 301 program uh, for your gym that will be the output of this process is that you'll have a clear, compelling, motivating 
um, task statement that describes the ultimate goal and the behavioral construct that's going to be converging for everybody uh, within the creativity and imagination of the vision so that there's an ultimate metric that you know what you're working for, right? And we've said before, and I'll repeat it again, that the team task ultimately is the boss. Everybody is accountable to the team task uh, and the team task statement. And that uh, if you cannot connect professional behaviors and role responsibilities to how they connect to the, the achievement of the task statement, uh, you should not be doing it, should not be done. And so the, the team leader has to hold people accountable and, and keep folks reeled in uh, under some of these under some of these constraints. And, you know, the team leader uh, in, in decision making science, it's called framing. It's the most important part of decision making. And even art consists of limitation, right? Sometimes the most beautiful part of every picture is the frame and the frame helps to define what what is the actual picture? And it is a limited perspective and view. Uh, and so leaders help set vision, frame the structure, and provide um, mobilization and encourage mobilization of individual talents and strengths uh, within constraints set by the vision and frame in the task statement to, to get these things done, right? So the team leader eventually is not just a direction setter, uh, but a manager of boundaries and coordinating and prioritizing uh, what's going on. They're a coach, obviously, and a mentor and, and facilitate team thinking and um, resolving conflict, which can be the, the most challenging part because when you get more than one person in a room doing anything, you got the potential for conflict and different viewpoints and perspectives, which are important, but can also be a a source of frustration and discord as different personalities, uh, different maturity levels, different academic backgrounds, uh, different points along the life continuum uh, create some conflict in the team, which can be useful and healthy if if managed properly. And it's a difficult thing. I know in my own uh, history as, as a, a leader in, in my industry and in my businesses, um, I've run into some significant problems that I didn't manage so well. Um, some that um, I managed pretty good, right? And so <clears throat> that's the hard job for the leader is ultimately, uh, as the cliche as it sounds, the buck has to stop with somebody. And the leader's the place where that's going to be the, be the case. As, as we, you know, try to transition away from that old leadership paradigm, that kind of militaristic paradigm of of directing and telling and auditing and controlling and making all the decisions and micromanaging everything to leadership style that is more stewardship based, um, that servancy based, that is questioning and Socratic in its style um, and as a coaching and teaching uh, perspective and behavioral construct that it facilitates and negotiates uh, within the constraints of the team test statement and the vision of the of the company. And so um, the mindset, the value and philosophy, if you will, of an effective team leader um, has to be about clarity of vision and task and that teams understand that uh, their task and their leader uh, is got to be specified and focused 
um, they understand and try to tap into the collective brilliance of the team. Everybody brings something unique and special in knowledge and perspective and experience to the table. Uh, they may be used at different points in time, and that's tough for, for team members sometimes to uh, to kind of wait their turn or, or wait to the, the point where their particular uh, unique knowledge and experience and expertise can suddenly be brought to the forefront and used um, <clears throat> at a particular point in time uh, and need in the process. Uh, team leaders have a mindset that leadership and power is not to be centralized and lorded over others in a dictatorial capacity, but that that leadership power and authority is to be delegated and released and shared, and that you know everyone has to be on a learning uh, and experience track uh, all of the time. And so, you know, leadership is about managing volunteers. I, even if you have a structure where you're paying people as an employee or W-2 or 1099, however you have that constructed, there still ultimately is a voluntariness, a volunteeriness, if you will, to the process because people can quit whenever they want. They don't have to, they don't have to come to work. They don't have to do everything you say. And so it becomes important that volunteers accept leadership um, because they won't follow if, if they don't accept the leadership in order to get past groupthink um, and move towards the exceptional levels uh, that we're trying to capture uh, in this in this process. And so balancing what's volunteered by the team members individually um, against what is expected is the key. And if people only do the minimum what's expected, uh, you don't have a team anymore. You have a group. Uh, you've got someone who's kind of decided to pull their oar out of the water or you know, they'll just stroke every now and then, but they're not going to do anything extra, especially when it gets tough. Uh, those folks tend to step off to the side and make excuses and and blame and accuse and do all kinds of terrible things that leaders, you know, should never do. When things don't go well, because things aren't always going to go well, and even the best of intentions, um, someone might take the wrong way. And this is unfortunate, but true. Um, and so, um, trying to capture synergy in the collective IQ uh, of the team members um, is more about resourcefulness, not so much resources, because if you can't use effectively what you already have, um, how could adding a whole bunch more stuff help you? Uh, it probably will not. It will probably confuse you. And resourcefulness is a volunteered commodity um, for teamwork. And so team members, right? Um, they make commitments in their volunteerness. Um, they accept task leadership and they use whatever resources they have to get things done uh, when they get done as imperfect sometimes as that might that might happen. So this this circular process of accepting and empowering leadership from the team members to the team members serving and coordinating uh, and delegating back to the, the volunteerism of the team members, uh, this is what we're talking about in order to create a an interdependence, um, an inter interaction, and um, inter cooperation that uh, really gets things moving in a powerful, powerful direction. And so, channeling efforts um, with some boundaries um, and being okay with saying no, and team members accepting the no, uh, is gotta happen. As tough as that can be, 
uh, as we as we go. And so, ending with a quote from Aristotle: uh, "We are what we repeatedly do. Excellence then is not an act, but a habit." Have a great week. Uh, hopefully, you can move a little closer every day towards getting what you want from your gym, what you want for your professional career, what you want for your life. Go get it. Hey, uh, you know, thanks for listening. If uh, if you like what you heard in that last podcast, uh, you know, maybe you're ready for the take the next step. Um, so, you know, if you really you want to create a great life in a gym, like, <laughs> be straight with you. There's kind of like two ways to run a gym. One is you're going to be hiring and firing coaches. You're going to be churning through clients. And that's the, the fitness that's out there in the world. Uh, it's not very rewarding. Uh, and to, to make any kind of money at it, it's a, it's a constant struggle against marketing. Um, if you like what you hear on the way we're doing it, it's creating long-term sustainable communities where everybody in them has a good life. The clients stick around, the coaches stick around. You know, it's, it's just a, I think it's just a better way to do things. So if you're ready to take that step, uh, I would say check out the free training, right? It's uh, freetraining.madlabgroup.com. That's freetraining.madlabgroup.com. And in that is sort of like my little magnus opus that I made. Um, it's, uh, you know, what is a great gym? So it defines the client development process, the coach development process, and the owner development process. Uh, it's, not, it's, not, it's never been done in our industry and uh, other than our group. And, uh, you know, we got a looming healthcare crisis coming smackly dab at us. It needs professional coaches and professional gyms to, to address that. So if, uh, if you like what you heard, sign up for the free training and, uh, you know, we can teach you step by step uh, how to build a great gym. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.